The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, come with me. What is good, everybody? Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stads Guerrera. He is RJ Ochoa. What's up, RJ? How goes it, Stats? Great to be with you. Great to see a um, a new year, Stats. So Rob Stats Guerrero's birthday was on Tuesday, and I love how open and honest he was about it on, I think you said the oddcast. I don't know. Maybe I dreamed that because I don't know yep. that y'all still do that or not. But uh, I love how you were like, I, hey, I like my birthday. I want people to tell me happy birthday. I, I want it to be a big deal. Good for you. Like, not, not enough people are, are honest about that. So happy belated to you, Stats, even though I told you on that day and many times since. Thank you. Uh, I like when people get excited about things. I don't like people saying, well, well you, you're too old to be doing that. Forget that, man. I like my birthday. It comes once a year. I like to be made a big deal of. Is that so terrible? Are you? Um, so Tuesday was January 11th. Um, have Have you ever or are you distanced enough? Have you ever gotten the, oh, Rob, this is for Christmas and your birthday? Or do you have enough of a buffer? Sometime, like once or twice when I was a kid with like a really big gift. It was lumped together, but yeah, usually I have enough distance, which by the way, combining the two, that's weak. You can't, you can't do that. Um, but anyway, so not often, but before we get rolling here, I want to remind everybody that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. RJ, we always say we want people to subscribe to rate us, to review us. If you leave a rating on the show, we will take the time to read it. Which brings me to this from Times Quet. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's what I'm going with. Five stars, the gazpacho of sports podcasts. They write, I look forward to the daily debriefings, NFL musings, and above all else, the quips and banter between RJ, Pete Sweeney, and even Rob. I qualify that with even because he somehow manages to be endearing and likable in spite of being a Niner fan and everything that entails. He says uh, he looks forward to everything like a pig looks forward to mud. Okay. Especially as I am overseas for the winter and can't watch any of the games. Your shows bring a sense of familiarity and hilarity. But the truth is all of you could be talking about anything. And I would tune in as RJ has proven time and again with his nonsensical Taylor Swift and other pop culture asides. And then he launches into a three-paragraph argument about why gazpacho is not a stew. Have you made the argument that gazpacho is a stew? I'm going to be honest about something. As my dog barks in the background, uh, which is a whole new element of interesting, given that uh, our baby is home. Um, So shout out to Bear for not understanding boundaries once again. Um, I mentioned something was like a gazpacho on Monday, Football Monday. Um, I forgot what, if I'm being honest, but if I am also being honest, I don't know what a gazpacho is. Like I, I, I said this, this happens to me so rarely where I have to like fess up to like a pop culture or some sort of <laughs> reference that I made. Like I understand in like a loose sense what it is. It's like a, a, a stew that's like a hodgepodge of things. Like you throw a bunch of stuff in there. That was my point when I brought up gazpacho. Interestingly enough, uh, Brandon Lee Gowden, uh, obviously from the Oddcast and Bleeding Green Nation, on this week's NFC East mixtape, which you can hear on the blog of the boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Hogshaven, and Big Blue View Podcast Networks, um, 
brought up an actual gazpacho and talked about how he didn't like it because is it cold? That's yeah, what he said. It's he cold. Said, it's, yeah. So now I, I didn't know that until he said it. So it's a cold like soup, soup. collection. It's not a stew. It's soup. What? What's? The, I don't even. I don't even know what the difference between a soup and a stew is. What's the? What's the difference? A stew has meat. I guess. No, soups can have meat. A stew is like, I think it's a little thicker than a soup usually. Oh, a stew is also made in a cauldron, and a, and a soup is made in a pot. That's the main thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm down with that, yeah. But <laughs> gazpacho is a terrible soup. I mean, what, you can't, no, man. Cold soup? No. No, no. So no. you don't like gazpacho? Gazpacho is like the Pittsburgh Steelers of soups. Like, you still got soup, but nobody really wants it. Mm. They're still a playoff team, but nobody really wants them there. Interesting um, stats. Uh, well, shout out to our loyal listener, raider and reviewer. If you want us to read whatever you write or think or have to say about us, leave a review, uh, a rating, obviously. And um, we are legally obligated to uh, to read it. Kardeki Sharma on YouTube stats is the best show on SP Nation NFL Network talking about the look ahead. Look at us stats. You actually uh, Kardeki also asks when we're getting a bear cam. Pete has been clamoring for one on Monday Football Monday. I don't know. I mean, we'll see if it's in the budget for 2022. I mean, um, but uh, but stats, we hold each other accountable. You have said that this is the best. Just so everybody knows, for, for in all our internal meetings, stats will go on record and say the look ahead is the best show that we have to offer. Is that not true? I can neither confirm nor deny those rumors. If you are new to the show, we take deep dives on the most important games of the week. Obviously, now it's wild card weekend, so we will take a deep dive on every game played on Saturday or Sunday. We will or wait. Monday. You want to do the Monday game too? No, now? no. I'm just saying there's also a game on Monday. That's yes, all. I know, but we're not. We're gonna... off to look. We're 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 a gazpacho here today, stats. We gotta be honest about truth. I mean, we have to be honest about truth. All right. Hang Shall on. we get? Can we get no. started, please? No, we can't because we have one last bow to tie. Um, so since week 13, Stats and I have been wagering on NFL games. Um, the ones we disagree on when it comes to the lines per our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you, Bear. And whoever, this is a running competition. Whoever loses at the very end, whoever has less correct answers or correct wagers, has to make a donation to charity. We are through the regular season. Stats wanted to end the competition at the end of the regular season. But I, like a hero, fought for the playoffs <laughs> to be part of it. Had we ended it at the regular season stats, you would have ended with like a 50 to nothing blowout. We entered week 18 with me up by one on you. You had a chance to tie um, and then even take the lead. We had three games that we disagreed on last week. Do you know how many you got correct? Zero. It was zero. So, um, wow. Bear, oh, you are going to have to man. calm down. I'm going to go get Bear. But... We disagreed on Jaguars Colts. You took the fraud Colts as 15 point favorites. So Man. you blew that one. We disagreed on Raiders Chargers. You took the Chargers as three point favorites. So you blew that one. And you also believed in the Jets covering the 16 point line against the Bills, and they did not. Man, what a disappointing showing from me. I mean, really, that is pathetic. Um, my disbelief that the Colts will never cease. It was a absolutely pathetic loss to have everything you want on the board and only the Jaguars in your way. And for Carson Wentz to go out and just completely self-destruct and implode in that game, it's unforgivable. Like it is just flat out. He can't be your guy. His QBR in that game was 4.4. Like, I'm sorry, that is not tolerable for your quarterback in a must-win game. 4.4 QBR for Carson Wentz. Hideously bad. And look, now we do have officially a bear cam. RJ is holding his dog, Bear, who, uh, you know what, RJ? This this calls for the solo layout here. There we go. Look at you. So full, uh, full transparency, uh, you know, we're all in the work-from-home life. Uh, my wife and I both work from home. Our son, um, you know, is is now here, um, a newborn. And uh, so the dog is adjusting stats. The dog is adjusting the things. The wife happens to be on the phone right now, this particular moment, this particular second. So, you know, sometimes dad has to be a hero. What can I say? I'm I'm a hero, really, is what this is all about. There you go. So there's the bear cam for those of you watching. I was just destroying Carson Wentz for his hideous uh, performance against the Jags. I'm really twice as mad at him now because I did 
have faith in them and it was not stupid of you so terrible job by me in a big spot so let's talk about the teams that actually are in the playoffs rj which brings us to our first matchup of wildcard weekend the raiders in cincinnati to take on the Bengals. since he's giving five in the game i think this is going to be a really fun game i think you're going to see two quarterbacks just chucking the ball deep down the field and sort of you know, letting whatever happens, happens kind of a thing. This is going to be a very fun game. I don't think either one of these teams can win the Super Bowl, but it's just going to be one of those games when you say, man, wild card weekend was awesome. And that's going to be one of the reasons why. I think this could be the game that um, that ruins some takes earliest. Um, I know one person who was maybe a little bit too high on the Bengals with the playoffs starting. I won't name names, but it wasn't. Wasn't you stats, wasn't me. Um, so um I but again, I won't name names. I don't think the Bengals are in serious jeopardy of losing, but like the Ra- the Raiders have some like why not us vibes to them, right? Like the Raiders have some sort of like weird mystic, you know, power surrounding their season. And I think the Bengals were I mean, if you want to talk about weird mystic powers, Joe Burrow's awesome, Jamar Chase is awesome, but they are fighting against a culture of losing in Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati's last playoff win was what, 1980, 1990, early 90s? I mean, they have, this is their thing. They lose this game. And, <laughs> you know, and like, and so it, it was always, oh, that's Marvin Lewis. That's Andy yep. Dalton. Like, that's who you are. Like, if you want to get rid of that bugaboo bangles, then you got to come be different. You got to prove that you really are different. Um, you know, you got to prove, so to speak, stats that a tiger can change his stripes. Oh, but, <laughs> but how long were you waiting to use that one? Um, I I think they will. I mean, I don't know how Burrow and and, and Jamar Chase don't go off together, but I could kind of see Derek Carr like willing a weird win to reality and upsetting you know the kind of seeding of situation in the AFC. I think Carr is, look, he's been waiting for this chance, right? This is going to be his first playoff game. He's 30 years old. Don't forget, he was hurt the last time the Raiders were in the playoffs. I think that was 2016. He broke his leg when he was having a fantastic season. So, like, he's been dying to get here in this spot. Um, So that may make him overly aggressive. I don't know. You know, he may just be so excited and into it. He's talked a lot about this year, about how he's trying to be more aggressive. He has the second most air... uh, second most passing attempts of 20 more more yards in the air out of anybody in the entire league so he's chucking that thing deep so that's why i think it's going to be fun because you know burrow is going to just lay it out there for jamar chase because burrow just does not care that's how he rolls so i think this has the potential to be a high scoring game yeah um i don't know that i believe that like i'm curious i actually want to create a rule stats for this episode of the look ahead we each have a chip we each have a token all right. And we each, you know, one of you, know, we each have to, before the show is over, like place the token and say, this is it. This is going to be the game of the weekend. So mm-hmm. do you want to use your token here? Is that where you want to place it? No. Yeah, me neither. You know um, where the token's going now. I mean, come on. Now, to be very clear here, um, you cannot place the token until we have set the stage for the game. So you can't like jump the gun right now, but you cannot, there cannot be two tokens placed on the same game. Well, I think you're going to have a problem then. Fine, that there could be two tokens. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I could also see this being a blowout, like you know what I mean, like, or not? Maybe not a blowout, like a thirty-point loss, but maybe like a it's it's fourteen-three for most of the second half. You know what I mean? And then you know the Raiders score to kind of narrow the, the margin. This is going to be a game where the broadcast is like, "Look, the Raiders had a great season." You know, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like this is going to be just like a love affair for the Raiders and what they accomplished, and they deserve that. I mean, they've obviously had. Uh, a tumultuous season. I think the X factor here is Zach Taylor. I'm almost willing to say that I don't believe in him at all. Like I, I don't, I don't really believe. I think he is what you think Mike McCarthy is. I, I, I don't believe in Zach Taylor as a coach. I think he is fortunate right now to have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase kind of leading the way for them offensively. But like, what does Zach Taylor bring to that team? Like, what, like, what difference is he going to be in like a, a tense playoff moment? I don't I don't know that I believe that he is that guy. I think Rich Pisaccia could be that guy. We've kind of seen that throughout the craziness that the Raiders season has been. It is crazy. Like, when's the last time an interim coach got to coach a playoff game? Like, you you never see that. Usually the interim coach comes in and just plays out the string, and then that's it. Like, here the Raiders are. Um, 
I, I agree with what you're saying about Zach Taylor. Like we don't know. And I've seen him in some spots. What was it? The chargers game where they called a timeout before a two point conversion and then got a delay of game coming out of the timeout. Like little things like that in these playoff games, which usually can be close games. Like they can make all the difference. And I don't have, I don't know what to expect with Zach Taylor. And I don't know what to expect with Versace either when it comes to situational management. So that's going to be a big factor. I will take the Bengals. So for the purposes, if, if we have any disagreements, um, are you brave enough? You're down three. No, you, yeah, you are down three stats. Um, no, you're not down three. You're down four. Goodness gracious. What am I talking about? You are down by four. And you got to be, look, I'm going to be straight up with these stats. You got to be creative. Like your chance to come back is this and next week. Because odds aren't that we're not going to disagree much on the conference championship games or the Super Bowl. You know, it's generally kind of one way that those are, you know, seem to be going. This is, yeah. this is your last hurrah. I mean, you... I, I'm not saying like be a sellout and do something you don't believe in, but you know, you, you got to throw some hail Marys here. You're down by four picks with, you know, four weekends to go. No, I, I got to go with Cincinnati. They, they beat the Raiders wow. pretty good earlier this year and I can't escape something. Do you remember what Joey Bosa said? Speaking of that chargers game, he talked about how they knew if you hit Derek Carr, he turtles up a little bit. He gets conservative. He starts looking at the rush. He gets shook. I think is actually what Bosa said. I think Cincinnati is going to be able to do that. And I just, I'm really high on Joe Burrow right now. I'm buying in, you know, number one traffic. He's been healthy. He's got some experience under his belt. Like this is kind of what we expected from him and he's been hot. So I think if that's going to continue against the Raiders, I'll take Cincinnati and I'll give the five. I agree. And I also think that we don't do as a society, and this is going to sound weird, but a good enough job of holding people accountable for stuff. Because, like, the Joey Bosa quote when he first had it is like, oh, my gosh, this is so funny, ha, 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 whatever. And, like, it, he, it gets all the retweets. And then it's like, well, the Chargers lose to the Raiders in, like, a de facto playoff game. Like, you know, Joey Bosa's not taking an L for that, you know, because Derek Carr played really well. You gave him an MVP point on the oddcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, Derek Carr got the last laugh. So, like, we should laugh with him, you know? Like, he deserves that. So, ready to laugh? <laughs> okay, one, two, three. Ha 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 ha! That was last laugh. Not forced at all. By the way, Derek Carr hasn't cut his hair since training camp. How do you feel about that? He looks like a pirate. I I kind of <laughs> like it. Like he he looks he, he looks like you know like he's on a on a ship. Um, he look I I'm gonna go ahead and say it. He looks like Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like same kind of hairstyle. Yeah, I could kind of see that a little bit. Not gonna lie. You know what? You know what? I'll go Raiders. Oh, you're switching it now. You're now you're down with the pirate. Let's go. I'll go Raiders. I'll believe. All right. You want you want the Bengals? Yeah, I'll take Cincy. Are you? Do you think Cincy's going to win the game? Or are you just taking the points? Are you calling for the straight win by the Raiders? Well, I'm on record. If you want to, you know, I'm going to take the points to be very clear. Here. Right. <laughs> but okay. I, I think the Raiders win. I think it happens. I think we're we're dealing with something beyond our levels of comprehension. So you know what? Let's get weird. Let's get crazy. Let's go Raiders. Raiders. How about this comment? Uh, Raiders resolve can't be underestimated. They had issue after issue and still got to the playoffs. Yeah. And you know what? Like you want to talk about like Joey Bosa, like getting punched in the mouth. Like actually, if there's a team that can get punched in the mouth and get up, it's it's the Raiders. I mean, think about that. Like they are truly Edward Norton and Fight Club. You know what I mean? Like they're just (laughs) like, you know, they will survive anything and, and just be a part of it. Where like I don't want to say the Bengals are like pretty boys, but the Bengals what have the ba- what adversity have they faced? In fact, the only adversity they faced that kind of Being like stumbled. <laughs> well, I guess, but like the only adversity they faced, they just stumbled through, and it was the end of the win against the Chiefs, and they got lucky by way of the penalty on fourth and goal. You know what I'm saying? Like they haven't like their their way of like resolving you know adversity is a 68 yard touchdown to Jamar Chase, and while. You know, I would say you can't do that all the time. They have proven that you kind of can. But, like, they are not battle-tested. Like, the Raiders have seen things, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the Bengals haven't seen anything. So, yeah, in the trenches, I'll take the Raiders, and I'll feel pretty good about it. You're going to feel stupid on Monday. Yeah, we'll see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, next up, this, this is one of my favorite games of the weekend. Patriots going to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bills are giving four points in the game. This is awesome. This is so awesome for us. If you're not a Patriot or a Bills fan, it's awesome for you. Like, stakes make rivalries better. First of all, stake makes everything better. But stakes, playoff stakes make rivalries better. You know, like it's a division game, so there's already issues there. They were fighting it out for the division. Now you add on top of this that the winner of this game is going to send the other team home for the offseason. Like, this just levels up the rivalry, so to speak. And you've got, you know, Josh Allen. Remember how he played in that last game against the Patriots? You could tell he wanted that game like desperately. He made all sorts of crazy plays. I'm so excited. This might be the game outside of the 49ers Cowboys game. This is the game I'm most excited to watch. I mean, it feels like it's been boiling to this point, right? Especially with how they split the series this season and how they won on the road in different ways. And, you know, Buffalo kind of took the public L. They lost on Monday Night Football. And, you know, one of us really killed the Bills um, a little bit prematurely. Embarrassing moment for these stats. Um, But I I just... I, I don't know. I want to take the Bills. Like, mo- more than anything, I really want to take the Bills. But it's, do you know how cold it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be like zero degrees to kick off. In this oh, see, that's, that makes it even better. This is going to be awesome. I, I, and like, I mean, obviously, if it were the classic Patriots, I would take them. But I just, the Mac Jones of it all is the biggest factor. Like, Mac Jones, like, I, like and this, I think, describes who the teams are generally. Like, you are, you are not going to lose a game because of Mac Jones, but that's it. Like, he's not going to lose you the game. However, Josh Allen is going to win you the game. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Mac Jones is going to be your stable floor. Josh Allen might be a little bit more of a rocky ride, but, like, he is a much higher peak, and he can be the difference. Like, Mac Jones is going to be the bus driver. Um, have you seen Baby Driver, the movie Baby Driver? Yes. That's who Josh Allen is. He's the driver, like the crazy, like super awesome, like, you know, drifting, you know, driver, whatever. Mac Jones is just going 60 miles an hour, you know, on the right lane in the highway. You know, that's who he is. He's going to get you from point A to point B. Josh Allen is like going back roads and he's passing cars, not even putting his blinker on, throwing all caution to the wind. <laughs> and I'm I've talked myself into I'm taking the bills. So it's funny that you mentioned the temperature of this game because I just saw this tweet yesterday from Mina Kimes. She tweeted, what's your goofiest sports take that you actually kind of believe? Mine is if the Bills want to get the most out of Josh Allen, they have to build a dome. To which somebody replied, oh, Josh Allen has the arm strength to deal with cold weather. And Mina busted out this stat. I had not seen it. Josh Allen has a 50% completion percentage in freezing weather. He's 40 out of 41 quarterbacks over the last 15 seasons. So if it's going to be that cold, maybe Josh Allen's arm isn't that much of an advantage. I don't think it is for anyone. That's why, like, I think it's stupid whenever, like, cold other teams are like, you got to come through Lambeau Field. Yeah, so do you. Like, you will be cold as well. So um, I've never understood that, but um, it sounds cool at the very least. I mean, if that's the case, if the ball has to be run a thousand times, obviously that lends in the favor of the Patriots. But I don't think we're talking enough about Devin Singletary. Like he was a huge reason for the Bills' high levels of success down the stretch. I mean, even Josh Allen on the ground. Like if if Josh Allen can't throw, he can certainly run. I still will take the Bills and and will give the points. But I mean, the wet the weather is going to be a factor, which I kind of do hate. Like I I'm kind of with you. Like put every playoff game in a dome. I want to see these teams at their best. No, no, no. I didn't say that at all. I didn't. That's I love the weather in the playoff games. Um, I do think this game has a feel to it, almost like the early days of the Colts Patriots rivalry, right? You've got the Patriots with their kind of upstart quarterback. You know, he's not flashy, but he knows how to win and he gets, you know, he can move the team down the field versus the other team with the big 
flashy, famous quarterback who the team, you know, puts a lot on his shoulders and has to make all the plays. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Um, I think Belichick is going to, you know, be in his bag a little bit. There's no coach I have more confidence in the playoffs than Bill Belichick. Um, This is going to be a tight game. (sighs) I don't know. I almost want to take the Patriots and the points. You are down four games. Yeah, I think (laughs) I will. I, I don't really love Mac Jones. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't think Mac Jones is anything special. I think the game has to go a certain way for him to win. But I guess I'll put my faith in Belichick. Plus, like you said, I'm behind, so I'll have to go. I'll take the points. I still think the Bills will win, but I think it's gonna be close. I love that comparison. Like this is early Colts Patriots. So like Josh Allen is Peyton Manning, is what you're saying. Right. In this in this scenario. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, that makes like I really I love that. I really, really, really like that. That's re- so. Who's Devin Singletary? Dominique Rhodes. <laughs> sure. Trivia question for you. Trivia answer for you. Who is the last rookie quarterback to win a game in the playoffs? Russell Wilson. Man, well done. 2012, a decade yeah. ago. In Think Washington. about that. I mean, it I, wasn't a decade ago. It was actually nine years ago. So it's 2022, is it not? It was the 2012 season, though. So technically it took place in 2013. I hate so much about the way that you choose to be. Who won the NFC that year? In 2012, the 49ers won the NFC. Yeah, there you go. Happy times. We don't have to talk about how it went, but I mean, it was okay. a good, good When's good the last time the you. Cowboys won the NFC? Hey, I just threw you a compliment. I mean, <laughs> what, what the hell? Like, why am I catching strays? <laughs> I was trying to uplift you. Like, I can't change the fact they lost the Super Bowl, so I chose to highlight their win in the NFC Championship game. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Tampa Bay now, where the Eagles come to town. The Bucks are favored by eight and a half points in this one. I would love to see the Eagles win this game because I'm frankly just tired of seeing Tom Brady win all the time. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I mean, this would be a massive upset to me it would even be a bigger upset to me than if the Steelers beat the Chiefs if the Eagles knock off the Super Bowl champion Bucks that's the upset of the weekend I would put it this way this has the potential to have the most ridiculous reaction uh, among upsets like if the Steelers beat the Chiefs there will be like some takes but it will be somewhat measured and somewhat you know understandable right it'll still be silly but it'll still be you know whatever but this will be like, whoa, Jalen Hurts is on it. Like, no, he won't be awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it will just be like they ran the ball a thousand times and kept, you know, played keep away from Tom Brady or whatever, and they won. It does, you know, but the transitive property will be all over the place. I'm I'm being honest with you, Stats. I'm kind of rooting for the Eagles because I'm obviously wow. rooting for the Cowboys. I mean, if the Eagles beat the Bucks, and so now these games are now at Sunday afternoon. You did a terrible job of outlining that for our audience. Um, if they win on Sunday afternoon, then Dallas will know, obviously against your 49ers, that a win means that they host their division around matchup. What's more is the Cowboys, like the Eagles, have a day advantage on their wild card opponent because they played on Saturday last week. If this were to be the case, Dallas would have a day advantage on their divisional opponent because the Rams and Cardinals are playing on Monday night. So, I mean, in a weird way, I'm kind of rooting for this to happen. I also am always rooting for chaos. Um, I would love to see this happen. I'm also super out on Bruce Arians. I've never been in, uh, to be very clear. And I think, you know, I, I think it would be hilarious if the Bucks were technically 0-1 at home in the playoffs, having won the Super Bowl there. Because, like, that's not like a, a Bucks playoff game. That's an, like an impartial playoff game that they just so happen to, you know, call the home stadium of. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be really funny to me. So I kind of want that weird, quirky thing to happen. I agree with you. I'm down on Bruce Arians. I don't like anything that he's got going on. Uh, I do think that this is going to be fascinating because if the Eagles somehow manage to win this game, I feel like it's going to be very difficult for them in the offseason to say, all right, we're moving on from Jalen Hurts because I think there's going to be a huge contingent of Eagles fans that are like, we beat the Super Bowl champs in their stadium and now you're getting rid of this guy. So I think that a win there, you know, can potentially change some trajectories in Philadelphia in terms of how they build their team going forward. I think if the Eagles are going to win, they're going to need the Tom Brady from the second half of the NFC championship game last year to show up. They're going to need the guy that threw three picks in that second half. Maybe Darius Slay can make a big play. You know, he's, he can take some risks at times. He may be able to get one 
you possibly a pick six. They're going to need something like that because they cannot win just a straight shootout with the Bucks. You know, um, back to the other pirate when the Raiders lost on Sunday Night Football to the Chiefs. Um, Chris Collinsworth said, and granted, this proved to not technically be true, but he said, you know, maybe maybe this season's just too much, right? Like, and that was really fair at the time, like, and it still is fair. Like, maybe it maybe it was just too much. It's too much for a team. It's too much to ask to, to for them to overcome, for them to endure, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that there maybe it won't be this game, but there will be that point throughout the playoffs with the Bucks. Would be like, you know, maybe it was too much. You know, Chris Godwin going down, the Antonio Brown situation. Like they just don't have the weapons anymore. Like I think again, this is a really weird way to put this, but like we could see the the final days of New England Tom Brady because the whole problem there was that there was nobody around him, right? Like he was still Tom Brady, but he didn't have any talent, any skill position players. Obviously, Gronk was gone at the time and is here now. But you've got Gronk, you've got Mike Evans, and I know Leonard Fournette, and there's you know players coming back and whatnot. But I mean, you're, it's you're missing too much, and it might you might be able to survive this week. But like if you have to go to Lambeau or something like that, you don't have the horses to run with certain teams. That's a really good point. Like part of the reason they decided to stick with Antonio Brown when they did after the whole vaccine card thing is because they flat out needed him. Like they needed a really good player. He's obviously not there anymore. I think Gronk is going to be a factor in this game. He has 14 touchdown catches in 20 playoff games with Tom Brady. Like that's absurd. Um, And we know that Brady likes to go to him in crunch time. So yeah, like it's going to be an interesting thing. And how healthy is Mike Evans? You know, he's got that hamstring. So we have yet to see that as well. Um, If I think the fact that the Bucs are playing a mobile quarterback probably hurts them. Also, those guys can make plays outside of the structure of the offense and overcome you know, various things in the in the play calling. Maybe one of your offensive linemen gets beat or whatever, and Jalen Hurts just flat out takes off, whereas somebody else might not be able to do that. I think I might go with the Eagles to cover the spread. Not to win the game, but I think I'm going to take the eight and a half. I would love to do it um, just for fun, but I'm going to not do it because I actually would love to do that. Like, I look, look stats, l- let it never be said that RJ is like a sore winner, like boring, whatever. I'm going to take the Bucks, which means we are three for three on disagreeing here. I could take the easy way out and just kind of anaconda you, suffocate you until the very end and just, you know, go chalk the entire way. But I want to see some fun. I want to see some fireworks. So I'm I'm creating a world where you could potentially come back and, and be back in the mix as soon as next week. I will take the Bucks. I will give you eight and a half. Never let it be said that I am not super brave. You're like Ted Williams when he went into the last day of the season where technically if he sat, he would have hit 400 and the manager. Do you know this story? I don't because I'm not 100 years old. So Ted Williams is going into the last game of the season and his average is like 399.967, you know, whatever. And they would have rounded it up to 400. So the manager was like, do you want to play? and potentially risk not hitting 400 for this season, or do you want to just sit out and guarantee it? It was a doubleheader, I think, that day. And Williams was like, F that. And he went like four for 12 and ended up hitting 406 on the year. Mm. The opposite of that is like the NFL, or the NFL is like the opposite of that, where it's like, like last week, Jason Kelsey goes out and plays one play to like maintain his start streak. And it's like, that gets to count. I'm like, I don't want to pick on Jason Kelsey. Like that happens to a lot of players. I hate that. Like, you know, we can acknowledge that he has a streak without the like stupid, you know, fanfare that has to come in moments like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's just be smart. That's all I'm saying. I actually kind of like what they did, to be honest with you, because why should the streak end just because their team has been good enough or in a situation to play a meaningless regular season game? No, like, I, that's... I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, he should not have to play at all and the streak should still. Oh, uphold. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we should be we should be sophisticated enough to like. We, we have the technology stats, you know what I'm saying? Like to like be able to say the streak is alive and well, we don't need him to suit up and go out for one ceremonial snap so that, you know, pro football reference keeps tracking it or whatever. That's gotcha. All okay. All right, RJ. Now let's get to my opinion, the game of the week, the game of the century, the game of the millennium. It's in Dallas. Century 49. millennium, same thing because it's 2022. No big deal. Whatever. Okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Game of the century. Game of the millennium. Game of the year. 49ers at Cowboys. Cowboys getting three points. You and I have been fighting about it all week. I went on your show to talk about it. Here we go. This is 
NFL blue bloods, NFL royalty, reigniting a rivalry for the ages since the last time they played in 1994. This is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. So stats very quickly for our visual audience. You have the Cowboys as three point underdogs. If you want to give me oh, that geez. line, I will. Terrible totally job it. by me. Well, you're trying to will it into existence. I understand what you're doing here. Stats. This is this is massive. I mean, it, I this this has been like from a narrative standpoint, this has been a season of vindication for the Cowboys. This is something you and I have talked about. They went to New England. They won there. Granted, not Tom Brady, whatever, but. Um, they, you know, they, they exercise that they beat Bill Belichick for the first time ever. They won a game without starting their main franchise quarterback, which is something they were never able to really do in the Tony Romo era, who will be on the call for this game, by the way. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously have never been able to do in the Dak Prescott era. You know, I know they won some games last year, but you know, they, they sat him by choice is a point. Like they've never been able to make that that choice or that decision and survive it. They've, they've won games where their offense has not played well. They, they've won games because of their defense. They've won games because of a defensive superstar. I mean, this has been a season of, of vindication for them. I think it's been a season of vindication for Mike McCarthy. I mean, you know that I have sung his praises a lot. I think he deserves credit. I, I think, you know, I'm not saying like you have to give him all the credit in the world, but Mike McCarthy sat out the 2019 season, the season that year 49ers most recently went to the Super Bowl. He sat out in the name of improving, of getting better, of studying. I mean, <laughs> I, hey, I'm just I telling you. I believe you buy into this crap. I'm just telling you what, what we were told. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, like, every waking moment of his day was devoted to this. But, like, I mean, he did do that. You know, like Doug Peterson did this past season. You know, he's obviously reentering the cycle now. And so this is the moment he has been waiting for. Do you know Mike McCarthy's last playoff win, by chance? I know you mentioned the Niners-Cowboys last playoff game. Um, no. Mike McCarthy's last playoff win was at AT&T Stadium as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers when Aaron Rodgers hit Jared Cook on third and 20 mm. and Mason Crosby booted it to take out the number one seeded Dallas Cowboys with rookie Dak Prescott and rookie Zeke Elliott. So it has been a long time for him to get back to this moment. The Cowboys have been looking to get back to this moment since 2018 when they lost in the divisional round against another NFC West team in the Rams. And so... This is it. I mean, th this is why you hired Mike McCarthy to be here to get back to this. And I think on the flip side of that, you know, we were talking about this on my show, as you mentioned, you know, and you said it was kind of last week for the Niners. But still, this is OK. Niners, you made it back. You 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 clawed and, and crawled through a lot of crap. You are Andy Dufresne. You made it through. You are back in the tournament for the first time since losing that Super Bowl. Are, are you for real? Are, are you for real or are you just kind of a cute flash in the pan? And so this game, I think, is a huge announcement game for one of these two teams. Yeah, I mean, this is the moment the 49ers have been trying to get back to since Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, right? The whole 2020 season was all run it back, run it back. And they had all those injuries and they didn't make the playoffs. Well, now they, they clawed their way in and here they are. But I have a hard time, RJ, buying into what you're saying about the season of redemption for the Cowboys when that season of redemption came against quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, Taysom Hill, Taylor Heineke twice, Mike Glennon, and Gardner Minshew. Like, I'm sorry, the Cowboys have a little bit of fraud smell to them, just a little bit here. I mean, your defense looks good. They got a lot of turnovers, but they played a lot of tomato cans at quarterback. So how good are they really? So, first of all, I have been the person authoring the take that the Cowboys have not exactly played a lot of people this That's season. That's true. Um, so, let's not act like I've been running from this take. These are the Niners wins, though, stats. The Lions, the Eagles, the Bears, the Rams, twice, good for you. Again, you beat a cowardly head coach and a quarterback that was overpaid for the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Bengals. That's maybe the iconic moment, and granted, it, it did take overtime. The Falcons and the Texans. So the Bengals is like the only legitimate win. You said on the oddcast that you thought the, the only Cowboys legitimate win. They have two wins over the Rams, a playoff team. They have a win over the Eagles, a playoff team. They have a win over the Bengals, a playoff team. I mean, come well, on. How you, many wins over playoff teams do the Cowboys it, have? If you want to play that game, the Cowboys have two wins over the Eagles or a playoff team. They have a win over the Patriots, who you took, by the way, on Saturday night. And you said that on the oddcast that you thought that that was uh, that the Chargers win was their best one of the season. I think it was the Patriots win. Granted, that went to overtime as well. Like that to me, like the Patriots win is to the Cowboys with the Bengals win is to the Niners um, in, in different senses. I mean, there was a lot of adversity that the teams face in those respective games. So 
I mean, if they're not, I mean, look, my point is like, I think you're exaggerating that point a little bit. They have wins against playoff teams. And I think this is interesting when you look at their losses, the Cowboys. Um, and I think this has, I'm not saying like, oh, the Cowboys are being underrated by people or anything like that. That's not my point. <clears throat> but so the Cowboys, do you know how many uh, of the top 10 most viewed games this season? Do you know how many the Dallas Cowboys were in? Nine. Wrong. Uh, I think that's a good guess, but it was actually five. The five games that the, the country saw the Cowboys in the most, number one, Raiders-Cowboys, Thanksgiving. Cowboys lost. Cowboys have lost five games this season. Number two, Cowboys-Chiefs. That was a Cowboys loss. That's, you know, two of their losses. The third Cowboys game was Cowboys-Bucks. Cowboys lost that game, obviously. Cowboys-Cardinals is on this list. Cowboys lost that game. The other one here that the Cowboys won um, is Cowboys-Chargers, which you mentioned. So four of their five losses were like massive, massive, massive stages is my point. So I think that has somewhat framed the perception that I'm not saying you, but that people have because they're like, most people they're like, oh, anytime I see the Cowboys, they're losing this big game. It's like, no, you just, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you get my point. I just think that the Cowboys are not as good as they looked. And I don't like your head coach in the playoffs. And the Cowboys are the second most penalized team in the entire NFL. They are not a disciplined team. To me, that goes back to your head coach. And in a big spot, I could see the Cowboys getting a stupid penalty that changes the course of this game. I um, would be lying if I said I wasn't rooting for the Cowboys generally. But I would also be lying if I said I wasn't rooting for them to help take down the Packers. Because Mike McCarthy, something you haven't mentioned, struggled against the 49ers as the head coach of the Packers. He got owned. Oh, I'm aware. I mean, I, I mean <clears throat> you know, the 49ers owned Mike McCarthy's Green Bay Packers. So, like... Believe me, stats. I would love nothing more than Sunday evening as I fight through congestion here. It's just allergies, people, just to be clear. Um, but, um, um, you know, I would love to tweet something like, you know, the Green Bay Packers were holding Mike McCarthy back from beating the San Francisco 49ers. Like, I would love to tweet some <laughs> version of that on Sunday evening. At the end of the day, this is the opportunity the Cowboys, this is the best opportunity they could have. And like, I don't know if they'll win this game, obviously. I, I'm taking them to win if that isn't obvious. But this, they're the three seed. If they if they win, if the Eagles win, whatever, if they get help, they could potentially host a divisional matchup. They could potentially host the NFC Championship game. But they're playing at home in the playoffs. They have known that this day was going to be coming for a while. They won the NFC East several weeks ago. They're totally healthy. I mean, the 49ers are really healthy. I realize that. The Cowboys obviously lost Michael Gallup uh, two weeks ago. But, I mean, this... This is the best chance that they could possibly have. And I truly, objectively am at peace with whatever happens. Because you know what? If they lose, then fine. They lost. But they, I, I would hate, you know, I, I hate when you lose. Like like the Raiders in 2016. Like, man, like what would have happened if Carr had been healthy? You know right. what I mean? But you, this is this is their best product. This They're at home. It, they're the three seed. They're playing against, uh, of, of the 14 quarterbacks in the playoffs, probably the 13th one. No offense. Um this is it. I mean, it, everything you, you've got is it's it's going to be hard. You can't find a team to play here that is not a difficult opponent. So I like their chances. I, I I'm comfortable with it. I love that it's a new chapter to this iconic rivalry. I, I um, did you ever watch a, a tale of two cities? The NFL films production on yes. the Cowboys Niners rivalry. I interviewed Paul Camerata, who was the producer for that from NFL films. And he said something to me that was like what he loves about Cowboys Niners is, you know, through through the context of time, you could turn on any game and it's it's the same. You know, you could turn on any game and obviously, you know, television looks different and uniforms and stuff look different. But I love that it's it's kind of like you get to pick up. It feels to me like, you know, like your favorite movie coming back. Like, you know, like you get you get to do this new chapter from this thing you loved forever. So I'm really, really excited about this. I don't know that you should be excited. Since 2010, six seeds are 14 and eight. In the wild card round, so this is not like if the 49ers were to win a massive, massive upset. You so you would dealing, feel better. So you wouldn't want to be the five seeds, what you're saying? I don't care about seeds. I care about matchups. And in this one, I think the 49ers are a bad matchup for the Cowboys. You're talking about a roster, RJ, that is loaded with playoff experience. They have so many guys that are still on the team from that 2019 season. The Niners do not get rattled. They don't. Down they were down 17-0 last week. And how'd they do? But they still, biggest they still got there. Right. They, they didn't get rattled. They took the punch from the Rams. There was a great illustration of this early in the game. I think it was the first possession. The Rams came out and they were all fired up. And Jalen Ramsey came out and he was going to make a statement. And he came up and Debo Samuel got the ball in the backfield. And Jalen Ramsey 
came up and threw his body at Debo Samuel as hard as he could. Boom! Stopped Debo in his tracks. But Debo didn't fall down. He just took a couple steps backward, and then the play ended, and they went back to it. I feel like that's who the 49ers are. They know how to take a punch. They've won games with their backup quarterback this season. Hell, their punter got injured in the Rams game. They had their kicker back there doing punts. He did a better job than the punter. I feel like there is nothing that can happen in this game that the 49ers are unprepared for. I think they have been dying to get back to this spot. I think they are going to shove the Cowboys around. I don't care what Micah Parsons says about how he's from Harrisburg and you got to bully the bully. Let's see. Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, the Niners are going to be doing some punching this weekend. I will take the Niners. The fact that I'm getting points in this game makes me feel even better about it. And they're going to send Mike McCarthy home because he's a terrible coach. He's a terrible coach in the playoffs. And you're going to be bummed. I really think you're going to be bummed on Monday. I <clears throat> I don't want to take it all, seriously, from what the 49ers did last week. If you come back 17-0 and you win a game, like, with the stakes that, you know. On the road. Right. No, I mean, against, like, again, super impressive. However, I don't think that you can credit the Niners, and I, I promise I'm not trying to take away from that, for, for Sean McVay being a coward. Like, they were the benefit. <laughs> no, seriously, like, they, they were. Like, I mean, you you said it several times, several shows, several different productions about how Sean McVay just turtled up and ran the ball at the very end. I mean, and, like, say what you will about Mike McCarthy, that is not his style. Like, he will not go down in a conservative manner. Like, he is going to go down swinging his way. And so, like, if the Rams were braver, I mean, maybe the 49ers aren't even in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? That's my point is they're they're up against somebody who's a, a little bit more willing to dance with them than Sean McVay is. Because, again, Sean McVay is a coward. I mean, you if you're willing to dance at all, you're more willing than Sean McVay. Like, I agree. I would have been more nervous if the Rams had gone for it or at least if they had passed the ball on third down. Uh, but just because you try it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You know, so there's that no. factor too. <clears throat> but but that's where, like, I mean, I trust Mike McCarthy more than I do Sean McVay. I trust Dak Prescott more than I do Jared Goff. So, I mean, that overall combination, I think, is important. And look, I'm not going to sit here and grandstand and say, you're going to be sad stats, but I will just be, I, and I mean this, I will be genuinely interested to hear your thoughts if the 49ers lose to the Cowboys in a playoff game led by Mike McCarthy. I can tell you how the 49ers are going to lose if they lose this game. It's because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to give the ball to the Cowboys. The Cowboys lead the league in takeaways. They lead the league in interceptions. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to give you a chance to get the ball. This game literally might come down to whether Trayvon Diggs bites on a double move or not. You know, if he does, the Niners might win. And if he doesn't and plays it, he'll probably get the interception. In our Madden simulation that we ran, people can watch it on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Diggs had a pick six. Um, do you want to know the score from the simulation? Or? No, I, there's nothing on the planet I care less about than the score of your Madden simulation. Wow. How about um, my favorite color? Do you care more or less about Yes, that? absolutely. You're a blue guy, aren't you? Actually, my favorite color is green. Um, yes! <laughs> they say geniuses pick green. I know. I've seen me at the parent stats. Yeah. There you go. All right. So I'm taking the Niners and getting the points. You're taking the Cowboys, obviously. We have one game left in this wild card edition of the look ahead, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. I actually got the graphic right this time. Go me. And I loved what Ben Roethlisberger did yesterday, RJ. I don't know if you heard oh, it. Oh, my gosh. I he, so disagree with you. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. I He came out and he was like, look, we have no shot. Everybody knows the Chiefs are a massive favorite. We shouldn't even be here. Let's just go out and have fun. I love it because you know what? He's a thousand percent right. So here's the exact quote. Talking to the media says, I would assume as a group, you understand that we probably aren't supposed to be here. We probably are not a very good football team. Out of 14 teams, I think are in. What do you mean you think, Ben? But whatever. <laughs> uh, we're probably number 14. We're probably 20 point underdogs, and we're going to be. We're going to the number one seed, the number one team. I know they're not the number one seed, obviously, but they're the number one team that has won the AFC the last two years. Arguably the best team in football. We don't have a chance, so let's just go in and play and have fun. First of all, again, Ben, what do you mean you think? Uh, there are 14 teams. This is a very simple, you know, thing to understand. There are seven teams in the AFC, seven teams in the NFC, seven and seven, 14. Also, the disrespect to the Titans. They are the one seed. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, but do you think they're the best team in the AFC? No, but like, then don't say the one seed. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, he corrected that, himself. No, but still, like, man, this is 
this isn't BLE. This is MLE. This is massive loser energy. This is GLE. This is gargantuan loser <laughs> energy. This is SLE. This is seismic loser energy. I hate this. Like, and I don't think you need to be all like, blah, blah, blah. We're going to win, blah, blah. This is so late. This is so lame duck to me. And you know what this is? Basically, this is Ben Roethlisberger saying, I know I suck and I know I'm the reason that we're not better, but I want to go out and I want to enjoy everybody cheering for me one last time because we're going to get blown out. I mean, like Ben, like save me with this. Like Ben, again, waved the white flag on the Steelers winning the AFC North. Remember when he was like, this is my last game in Heinz Field or whatever, when <laughs> they were still mathematically alive in the division race. This is so lame to me. I, I actually, this is one of my least favorite things that any NFL player has done or said. I don't know how you can, I know it was said in jest, but I don't know how you can, if you're his teammate, like support this. Like, again, because I'm, if I'm TJ Watt, I'm thinking like, Ben, shut the hell up. Like, I am carrying you. So don't go out here and tell me like, oh, let's just go have fun. Like, I'm going to go do my job. You're going to go out there and go three and out over and over and over again. So how fun is that for me? I just, I like that he didn't like run from the narrative. You know, that's what I liked about it. He didn't try and, you know, fight it. Like, yeah. They probably are going to get hammered in this game and they are, they, they are a huge underdog. They should be a huge underdog. They've earned every bit of that 12 and a half points that they are getting. I just like that. He, you know, he didn't try and act like we can't see what the Steelers have been this whole season. Then, then give your ticket to the chargers. You know what I mean? Like that's so lame <laughs> to me. Like I, I seriously, like I am so, is that, that's the most opposite of Mike Tomlin quote that I could ever hear. Yes. Like, you know, oh, that's like, true. like, I really, really, really hate that. Like, if I would like if I was a Steelers fan, I know they all had their moment on Monday Night Football with Ben, like, again, with literally one of the worst quarterback performances of all time and, and still getting all the pomp and circumstance. But like, man, I am so ready for him to be gone. If I'm a Steelers fan. Like, <laughs> he, no, like he is. He is like handicapping them. He is because they, they are so clearly limited. And so Ben's like, this is fun. Like, let's let's go out here. It's like, hell no, it's not fun. Like, they, they all had to put in work to get here. They all had to carry you. And now you who touch the ball more than anybody, you're like, let's just have a go. Go have a good time. And I'm not saying that he's not taking it seriously. But, man, I am so out on the Steelers. Like, for a, lo for a long time. Like, it will take me a while to come back to them. Actually, it will just take Ben Roethlisberger moving on. But, like, I think they, they're going to get smoked. I hope they lose by 40 points. Well, here's the thing, though. The Chiefs defense has not exactly looked like itself or looked like they had turned it around earlier in the year. They gave up 839 yards to the Bengals and Broncos. And Tyree Kale and Travis Kelsey are a little banged up. So, you know, are they fate? What Chiefs team are they facing? I don't think Kansas City is going to be 100%. Uh, I agree that the Pittsburgh offense is nothing to be scared of, but Kansas City's problem can derail even the greatest of the great teams. And that is they turn the ball over the way to lose to a bad offensive team is to turn the ball over, give them a short field and set them up with opportunities where they don't have to go 10, 11, 12 plays down the field to score points. If that happens, if TJ Watt can get to Mahomes a little bit, maybe a sack fumble interception, whatever the case may be, that's, that's exactly the way you lose to a team that you have no business losing to. You said so that Pittsburgh doesn't have to go 10, 11, 12 plays. I don't think they can go 10, 11, 12 yards. Honestly, <laughs> no, like, honestly, I mean, Not like in one play, that's for sure. I mean, think about it. Like if it's say, say TJ Watt has a strip sack, you know, at the 25, the you know, Kansas City 25 yard line, you really like like one to 10. How much do you trust Ben Roethlisberger to lead a scoring drive, a touchdown drive from the 25 yard line? Four. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like and so like man like get out of here if, if I, again if i'm tj watt even if i'm Najee harris if i'm Najee, i'm saying ben shut the hell up and just hand me the ball off like just don't even just stay out of my way because you're here for fun we're here because we put in a lot of work and a lot of time and we want to win this playoff game and I know, again i'm not saying ben doesn't want to win but that is that is the most losery thing that anybody has said all season long in the nfl i do think that Ben is going to have to be carried for sure. But I just kind of feel like this could be a game where 
He plays like crap for most of the game, but the Chiefs turn it over a couple of times. Can't you just see the storyline like where Ben throws one good pass in the game? Maybe it's on a third down. It might not even be a touchdown. Ben happens to throw one good pass. The Steelers somehow win. I could see the articles popping up about the KG veteran and how his guidance and motivation early in the week had the Steelers loose enough to, you know, pull off this upset. Like I could see that story already being written. I hope they get the doors blown off of them. Like I like imagine any like if this weren't the wimpy Ben Roethlisberger led Steelers. And I say wimpy because of how he's playing. But if any other playoff team said this, you would roast them. You would kill them. Like the the thing he said is funny because he sucks. That's that's why it's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like I mean like what if what if the Raiders had said this? Like, you know what? Like you know, this season's been crazy. Like, we're just happy to be here. Like, we just want to have fun. We'd be like, screw you guys. You can go win this game. You know what I mean? Like, I am so out on, on Ben Roethlisberger. Get him. This should uh, – he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. This should delay that. Like, th- he should have to suffer a one-year penalty for going in the Hall of Fame for this <laughs> wow. quote. The, the crazy thing is you could make the argument that Ben has more at stake in terms of legacy than anybody else in this playoffs. If Ben Roethlisberger – and again, I don't think this is going to happen – if Ben Roethlisberger gets to a Super Bowl, it'll be his fourth Super Bowl as a quarterback. There are what? Three other quarterbacks? No, four other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL that made four. No, actually, what is it? Five, now it's like five so as I'm trying to think how, of the guys. It's how not many, many quarterbacks. So we're talking, let's let's just do this quickly. That have made at least appeared in four. Yeah. Um, Brady. Brady. Montana. Montana. Bradshaw. Kelly. Elway. Elway. Kelly. So that's five. How many did Tarkenton go to? Did he go to four? They did go to four. Um, so that's six. Um, that's six. I'm thinking I'm doing the, the did mental. Staubach didn't go to that many. No. Um, Peyton went to four. Peyton, uh, that's right. Peyton went to did, four and lost two, obviously. Did Greasy um, go to four? I don't uh, think so. No, and Warner went to three. Um, My point is like, this is not something that a lot of quarterbacks do to get to that level. Like that goes on Ben's that's to his credit forever. Got to four Super Bowls. Nah, man. But- like I, I hate this. Like uh, among all the storylines I hate, I hate the franchise or the legendary quarterback holding on too long, being carried by a defense. Like I did not enjoy the 2015 Broncos. I didn't, you know, it was, it made me sad. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, no, I disagree because I mean, how many years, great years did Peyton Manning have where somebody else let him down and he didn't get to the Super Bowl. So yeah, like I, it evens out. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, like based on his contributions offensively. But like if I'm, you know, if I'm firing up a Superman movie, it's because I expect Superman to be the hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't expect, you know, like Robin to come in from Batman and Robin and all of a sudden, like, save the day. Like, that should have gone on Jimmy Olsen. What a mistake by you. Well, whatever. Like, you know, that's like if again, if I'm watching an episode of Smallville and Clark Kent isn't saving the day there's a problem like and that's that's what this feels like generally speaking what's more is this feels like Clark Kent being like you know like Lex is cool you know like I, like I you know I, you I'm gotta fine. get over this one line I mean no on, dude man. like this is so late this is like ultra like imagine if the 49ers came out and were like yeah you know like we know our quarterback isn't the best and so it's going to be hard for us to score on offense but we're just really happy to be here and we just want to have fun you would roast them you would drag them forever yeah but they're not the 49ers are in a completely different place than the Steelers. Why, why no they're in the same place they all are in the same tournament with the same odds like theoretically speaking in a vacuum they all got here like a ticket here is so precious and you know like I, I think that we can look at the four now because it's been two years, four wild card teams that have gotten in by way of being the seven seed, the Colts in the AFC last year, the Bears in the NFC last year, the Eagles in the NFC this year, and the Steelers in the uh, in the AFC. I mean, no, the Steelers aren't the seven seed. Goodness gracious. Still, the Steelers should be the seven seed. That's my point. Like, <laughs> take them out. So forget everything I said about the seven seed. They do not deserve. Like, they should not. It should not be in their record books as, like, another playoff appearance if they're going to treat it like this. This is so lame to me. I mean, I understand that you didn't like the comment, but uh, if I'm going to kick the Steelers out of the playoffs for anything, it's just the fact that they are freaking boring to watch. Because like, of are... him. Because of him. I agree. And, he, and he's like let's just have fun no get the hell out of the way and let them have a chance (laughs) 
<laughs> so you're saying they should bench Ben Roethlisberger? I'm saying if Ben is taking this approach, like if he's like mentally punted like this, then you should get out of the way because you is, know if you're Ben that you are limiting your team's potential. This is kind of who Ben is his whole career, right? He's not the grinder. He's not the guy that's going to be working on mechanics in the offseason. I mean, this is who Ben Roethlisberger has been. He's kind of just been the guy that shows up. I mean, he doesn't even like deliver the ball on time and on schedule. His the the staple of Ben Roethlisberger is drop back, hold the ball for a zillion hours, and then find somebody scrambling open. Like this has been his entire career. So to me, it was very authentic from him. It lined up. I thought it was funny, and I think the Steelers are going to lose. It is funny. It is funny, and that's he made them a punchline. That's what Ben Roethlisberger like. Look. I think it's hilarious that the New York Giants think they are like an NFL blue blood, right? Like, and they're the gold standard. And I hate to say this. The Pittsburgh Steelers literally are that. Like, that, what the New York Giants think they are is what the, the Steelers, Steelers are. are. Like, yes. no losing season since Mike Tomlin. Like, they are the pinnacle of stability and of success. Like, epic sports town, great uniform, great culture, like, all this stuff. So, for uh, for this to be the team that the the – franchise star legendary quarterback is coming out and saying this like man this is weak like i really hate this i, yeah, but I mean you're you're treating it like he's serious he was being sarcastic i don't care like if if the blake bortles jaguars team of 2017 goes out and says this prior to the afc championship game like hey man you know it's the patriots you know like they've they've won a billion of these things like we're here for the first time who cares? Like, let's throw Kosh in. Let's have a good time. Let's get weird. I totally understand that. You can't say this if you're a Steelers fan. And I think, or if you're the Steelers, and I think if you're a Steelers fan who's, who is like stats, like, I love this, blah, blah, you're just coping. Like, all you're doing is coping with how, like, not good this team actually is. And now you're, like, we all use, like, defense mechanism stats, right? Like, we all use, you know, humor and charm when we're feeling awkward or uncomfortable. That's all this is. Ben is coping and covering up for how bad he is. So instead of publicly acknowledging, you know what, we're in the playoffs, and if I were better, this team would have a chance to win its record-setting seventh Super Bowl. Yeah, do but, you think he's going to say that, though? I mean, come on. No, but don't say this. This is this is like the inverse of that. This Again, this removes you from – this This takes away legitimacy because – and I think you could have already done that, right? You could have said, man, if the Chargers, you know, don't pee down their leg, you know, the Raiders and Chargers tie, and you're not even in this thing. You know, you tied with the Lions. Like, you're blah, blah, blah. But they got in. They got in off their own hard work. And now Ben Roethlisberger's coming out. I was like, well, you know, let's just have fun. Like, you know, we suck. I mean, we're playing the big bad guys. You're the big bad guys. The AFC has run through you and New England forever. Acknowledge that. Have some pride in yourself. Like, this is so lame. No, I think Ben is what he was saying there is like, we're not going to apologize for being here. Everybody wants them to essentially apologize. Oh, sorry. We took the chargers away from you. Oh, sorry. Our offense is horrible and terrible to watch and boring. Like, but they don't have to apologize. They are in the playoffs. They won nine games this year. So I have no problem with it from Ben. Now, that said, I do think they're going to get killed. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think that I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and, then, the and then Ben's going to laugh, be like, ha ha, I told you guys. Yeah, no, we told you, Ben, because you suck. We told you at the beginning of the season that this was going to go this way. And yeah, you got in, and good for you. You all got to have one more week in the locker room before you got the trash bags out for your lockers. I mean, this is this is sad. This, what, a, what a sad whimpering in to an otherwise Hall of Fame career. Look, things always end badly. Otherwise, they wouldn't end. Look at Ooh, Peyton Manning. Wow. The, oh, my gosh. That was deep, dude. Holy the crap. The end of Peyton Manning's time with the Colts, ugly. The end of Peyton Manning with the Broncos, ugly. The end of Favre with the Packers, ugly. The end of Montana with the Niners getting traded to the Chiefs, ugly. That's how these things go. So just relax. The Steelers will be gone in a week. Make your pick for the game, and we can end the show. Um, last thing, you brought the Chargers, and I did too. And I know you and BLG talked about this on the podcast. How you guys were like, it's a shame that the Chargers are in the plus. It's not a shame. It's their own fault. The Chargers had every opportunity. Beat the Texans, Chargers. Beat the Texans and you're in. Like, it's it's yeah, not a shame. Gotta, the Chargers no. are way more fun than the Steelers. You, you I don't care. Do like, no, that's their fault. They prohibited themselves from being here. So it's not a shame. It's their own fault. Like, we, we it's not fair to them to say that it's a shame because that removes accountability. They blew this. They let us down the chargers because we could have watched <laughs> them instead of this crap. Well, that they did let us down. That's fair. That I agree with that. All right. So you're taking the chiefs as well. I assume I am, which means we have four points of disagreement. Are you ready? Lay it out. 
I have the Raiders. You have the Bengals. Line is Cincinnati by five. Uh, so you're giving me some points. Or I'm giving... Um, no, you're giving me some points. Um, I have Buffalo. You have New England. I'm giving you four points. I'm giving you eight and a half points as the Tampa Bay rooter here. You have the Eagles. I'm also giving you three points taking the Cowboys over the Niners. So collectively... I am giving um, you ten and a half points net. Okay, I mean you're well, been, like you're doing me a favor. You didn't make the lines. No, but I have been giving you more. My point is like I'm braver than you, and I have been benefiting from that bravery all season long. Yeah, well, you're a real hero. Thank you for your service, RJ. Uh, we want to remind you again, if you haven't done so, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. You get this show. You'll get the Oddcast on Tuesdays. Those are really the two best shows that you have to worry about. So don't worry about any of the other shows that we have there. I think they're pretty good. So there you go. Um, stats, happy belated birthday. Um, and my last question to you is, since you didn't like a spot show, what is your favorite type of soup? I like a good seafood bisque or sweet and sour soup. Also very good. What? What? Sweet and sour soup? Is that the type of yeah, soup? Yeah, it's like spicy and it has like tortilla in it. It's very good. Are you making this up? I've never no. heard of this. I RJ does not live <laughs> on planet Earth. Whatever food I eat, RJ doesn't know. We were talking off the air the other day. I told him I got General Sal's chicken for my birthday dinner. And he said, what's General Sal's chicken? Like, who doesn't know General Tso's? It's in every rest, every Chinese restaurant in America has General Tso's chicken. I don't know how you don't know that. Um, so I've never heard of sweet and sour um, soup. Um, the answer we were looking for, or rather acceptable answers, would have been tomato soup, potato soup, or chicken tortilla soup. Potato soup? Oh, hell yeah, dude. But I mean, I'm with you like uh, any kind of bisque or like a clam chowder, like contingent on weather and time of year. Um, that always hits hard. I only have soup when it rains. That's a good song. I only have soup <laughs> when it rains. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I think we've basically run out of things to say. Enjoy the games, everybody. Remember, Sunday night, I host a late night wrap-up. It'll get you caught up on everything you need to know. So enjoy that. RJ, bad luck to you this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. The spoon is my umbrella.